Thank you for joining me again on the Prep and Defend Show. Today, we're having another training talk. I'll be talking to you today about fitness assessments. So, do you do any fitness assessments or testing for your physical fitness? And what do you do with that data that you come up with or that you find out about yourself? And uh, how often are you testing? How often should you test? And what kind of tests should you be doing? And I'm going to give you some perspective based on the things that I've learned over the years, um, some trial and error that I've had. And uh, all right, we'll just get into talking about fitness assessments. So I have a video out on YouTube and it's Fitness Vital Signs. Um, I post on this periodically uh, because I do recommend that we periodically or seasonal, seasonally test your um, physical abilities to kind of see where you're at as a reference point. So I've kind of come at it before on this approach of explaining it like your fitness tests and getting a baseline is much like finding your vital signs for a patient on a medical call. Um, you find out what the baseline is, come up with a treatment plan based on the tools and the equipment that you have, and you do your best to go about uh, fixing things. So, um, you know, I go into that, but today I'm going to be going a lot deeper. I'm going to be talking about your current uh, physical fitness, uh, how you test yourself, some things that we can do um, on why we would choose the fitness test that, that you do, how often you do that, and and then what to do once you've collected all that data. So are you currently testing your physical fitness? So think about that. Are, what are you doing to test yourself physically? And in this sense, I'm not talking about testing yourself mentally or doing something that's physically challenging and that's like a test. You know, you're testing yourself, seeing what you can do, what you're made of. I, but I'm actually per, talking about performing an assessment so that you know exactly where you stand and you can find out some data and some metrics about how you're performing right now. So this is where you currently stand. Um, I'm not talking about if you were in college and an athlete and you know what you were able to back squat at one particular point in time. I'm talking about today, okay, as, as we test right now and not even what we tested out a few months back. We really just want to know how you're doing right now, and then what we can do with that data. So again, I'm going to be discussing the importance of even taking a test and assessing yourself. So this is also known as, you know, assessing or reassessing. So if you've tested yourself in the past recently, and then now you're going to reassess, you're going to test yourself again on the same test, doing it the same exact way so that you can find out um, some things you'll find out is your training working? Uh, do you need to adjust some things? Um, or are those what you would expect because, you know, your life's been busy and you haven't been training. So, um, it's a really important marker doing these assessments or reassessments because you're likely going to modify your training or what you're doing, uh, for your workouts based on those results, right? So the results that you find through your assessments or reassessments, they should matter and it should mean that you're going to modify your training based on those results. So early in my own fitness journey, I didn't really test much at all. So, you know, I guess my first exposure to physical fitness would have been in high school, high school sports and football and, and the gym that we had during, during those sessions. But, you know, occasionally we would do some max testing on lifts. Didn't really change anything with the data you know, or, or the numbers that we found out, we just, you know, kept pushing harder and you, you're trying to improve. Now, about 15 years ago, I started training a little bit differently. 
Um, the CrossFit movement was kind of new and I was buying into that and there was some testing. So that was kind of new to me. So there was the physical and mental testing, you know, where you would get humbled by a workout and realize I would realize that it's not good. My performance, I wanted to get better. I expected more out of myself. So my plan was to do more of that, more of CrossFit, more of those workouts until I got better. Um, and it's so diverse and so random though, doing those, those workouts, um, which it's awesome at being athletically well-rounded and, you know, kind of being prepared for a variety of different things and being in great shape. But other than the random test along the way, such as occasionally the CrossFit total would come up, which is back squat, deadlift, bench, um, you know, that's a test. And if you've done it before, you can compare how you did or a 5k run would pop up on the workout. And then I can see what the 5k run time was, see if I'm getting better or worse. So that's an example. There was a strength test there, the CrossFit total, and there's a 5k run, which is more of a aerobic or endurance test. So there were those tests, but that was still kind of random. I didn't know when those were going to pop up on the workout of the day or when they would pop up. And then they were good assessments to find out how well-rounded I was or if I was improving. Um, but more so it was how I was comparing to others. You know, if you're working out with people or if you're working out with the gym, but I, I still didn't use any of that information or, and it didn't change my view on what I would be doing next. Right. Again, I said, I was just doing the workout of the day. I would just, um, those numbers that didn't matter that much because it didn't change anything. I still was just going to do whatever random workout was going to pop up next. So I hoped to improve, but whether I did or I didn't, it still didn't change what I was going to do. It had no bearing on the random workouts that I would continue to do. And that's kind of the definition of, of CrossFit. If you don't know is that it's constantly varied their functional movements and their high intensity, but it's constantly varied. There's really not a plan or program per se. Um, someone's making the workouts, but you really don't know and you're not privy to what is the goal and what you're actually working towards. And I want to also mention that, that those, those things of me training in high school and even, uh, CrossFit training, I was training myself. Like I, if you had, I had access to equipment either at home or I had a gym membership when I was young, it was 24 hour fitness. Um, and then as I got hired on the fire department, I would work out in the fire stations and then I started building a garage gym and I had access to equipment, but a, I want to mention, I wasn't using a trainer or coach. So if you have a good coach, that coach is supposed to move you and motivate you towards your goals. So you're going to tell them what your goals are. They're going to come up with a plan and they're going to move you towards your goals. Well, I was just doing random, random things, following the CrossFit.com workout or prior to that, just whatever I thought looked like a good workout. And I would just kind of do it randomly. So, so again, th that was my only exposure to kind of testing. Even the testing was somewhat random. So the first thing, as I mentioned, if you had a coach and if you want to coach yourself, now there's so many resources out there and programs and plans, you can find out a lot of information, but you really need to start with what are your fitness goals? So what's the goal of you looking at workouts or finding what you want to do. So typically it's going to be like the sport, you know, back I mentioned in high school, the goal of working out is to be better at that sport that you're playing. Maybe it's your hobbies, you know, mountain biking, backpacking, hunting, or maybe the goals of your fitness is because you have an event coming up like a race or some type of competition, um, something to that effect. Now for the, the point of this discussion, I'm talking about the goals, the goal that I'm assuming that we're, 
that we're talking about here is that the goal of a tactical athlete. So you have a career, you have a job, you have duty requirements, or you have the demands that your life puts on you if you're just an active person and not even a tactical athlete. But there's requirements, right? There's there's duty, there's job, there's career. So it's either are your goals based because you're trying to enter the career and there's some minimum standards like a physical agility test, or have you already got beyond that and now you're looking at longevity? You're really looking at being a leader, being a top performer, uh, being able to do your job well so that nobody can doubt your ability to contribute to the team, or is your goal just to barely get by? So these are some goals that you are going to need to figure out on why you're working out, why you're training, why you're picking the training that you are. Again, I'm kind of coming at it for sure. And if you're following this podcast, you're kind of looking at it from more of a a tactical athlete viewpoint, right? So with that, what should we be testing? So what are some things that we should be testing or thinking about the test? Well, for sure, we're testing strength and conditioning. We're not just concerned with strength. We're not just trying to be a power lifter and that's it because we know that we need some conditioning and some ability to perform aerobically to go for a long distance. And we're not just worried about conditioning. We're not just being a triathlete or a marathon runner. We know we have to be strong to carry loads over distances, to carry the gear that we carried and to do that for long periods of time. And even in just rapid bursts where it's extremely arduous. So, so we're going to be looking to test strength and conditioning and okay, fine. So we're going to do some tests. Well, how often I recommend that we do seasonal testing. And this is what I do is, is seasonally. So I like to follow a three month program. Um, and I've built three month, three month programs. And so that's what I do. So how often it's seasonally. So four times a year, I'm looking at stopping the regular training and I'm going to go back and do some assessment, physical assessment tests and some reassessments to see how we're doing. And also I strategically place those. Those are before I start the next cycle. So I just finished up something, a workout cycle. I get to measure and see, did I improve in the areas that I would, that I would like to, or how do, how am I doing today? And so that on the next cycle, where, where's it I want to improve and where do I want to focus? So, so which tests and when do they matter? Right? So I mentioned, I'm going to test seasonally, well, the the things that I, I want to improve at or be good at at different times of the year, that, that's going to vary, right? Because, I mean, full-out savage, raw strength and trash cardio, it's not going to serve us well in the summertime when it's hot and we're going to fires or we're on the go all the time. We need to, to go for long distances in the heat. Yeah, like I said, that savage strength and trash cardio, that, that's really not what we're shooting for at that time of year, right? So, so the tests when they matter. So the data that you get from the tests, it's going to matter at different times of the year. Right. And, um, I, to me, it matters to get strong in the winter because I know in the summer we're thinking more endurance. So it's important to, to gather the data and and be realistic about which ones you're going to focus on at that time. Again, I don't recommend if you're in the fire profession, do not try to make the summertime your time where you're going to put on pounds and get the strongest you're going to be through the whole year, because you're probably not going to be successful. That's not going to happen. It's going to get too crazy. You're not going to be consistent enough. You're not going to get the calories, right? Everybody starts out. Maybe if you're even looking like a Rottweiler at the beginning of the season, by the end, everybody's greyhounds, right? They're all emaciated. 
poor nutrition, poor work conditions, no sleep, right? So just be smart with it is what I'm saying. So, so, so the tests that you need, they depend on, on what you need to perform, as I mentioned before. So do you need to perform long? Do you need to perform quick burst? Do you need to be strong? So, um, are you trying to get hired? So you're just trying to pass this agility test. So that's a test that you're going to need to do on a regular basis. Let's just use the CPAT, the candidate physical agility test, the CPAT. You're going to need to take it, get a baseline. Either you passed or you didn't, but hopefully you want to improve. So then you do things, you figure out which parts you sucked at, or you weren't very good at, or you want to improve at. And then next time, hopefully you improved. And now you can see your time go down. You reassess figure out what you want to get better at next time and do it again. Or maybe it's a race, as I said, or there's a competition, but, but the, if you have a specific test because you have a specific goal, you need to do that test to get you to that goal, right? So if it's an agility you're preparing for practice that agility, and you can certainly do a whole bunch of exercises and workout programs that will get you stronger and well-rounded. But if that's your goal, that's really what you're doing it for. Okay. And you need to be honest about that. So the tests that the tests that I'm going to discuss are to build a well-rounded, long-term tactical athlete. So as I mentioned, if you're just trying to get good at the CPAT, then you need to break down those skills and just get good at those. And you're just going to keep working out and practicing those if that's all you're ever trying to do for your life, right? But what I'm talking about is actually building a good tactical athlete. And so it, I already mentioned a good tactical athlete needs to be strong and they need to be well-conditioned. So... Now I'm going to talk about the actual tests. What do I recommend are some things for you to test yourself at? And a few of these tests, there's only a couple of these tests that I'm going to men- mention that are actually like an agility test. For example, the beep test, and I'll get to that in a minute, but that is a test that can be a determining factor of you getting hired. It can be a baseline, um, a way for them to establish whether you're conditioned enough to go on further in the hiring process. So that would be it. That's an important test. But a a lot of these other tests that I'm going to mention, the strength and conditioning tests, they are markers for you to test yourself and see where you're at in your strength and your conditioning. And also on many of the strength tests, it's to set up and set calculators for percentage-based lifting. And I'll get into that in a moment. So not all these tests are representative of one you're going to need on the job, but the goal with these tests is to get a baseline to build a well-rounded tactical athlete. Okay. So first of all, some strength tests. So we already talked about some ways and some reasons that strength is useful and why we need to even care about strength. Okay. We need to be able to carry loads over long distances. I mentioned that you need to be able to be flexible under a load. You need to be able to move under a load and that takes practice. It takes time to build strength conditioning. You can probably build up in three weeks and really see some massive improvement in just a few weeks on conditioning. If you're sticking with it and you're on a good conditioning program, strength is going to take some time. So to build strength, it takes years and then you're going to continuously build year after year and keep keep pushing yourself. So it's, it's just one of those things you're going to have to have a plan because it takes so much longer to see those gains in strength. So, so to build a tactical athlete, I want to get people comfortable with being under a load, learn how to move correctly and progressively build the weight up over time. So as I said, some of these strength tests tests are to 
establish what your max is, your five rep max on these lifts. And then you can use, you can estimate your maximum. And then through the training program, I recommend using percentage-based lifting, which means you use a percentage of your max. You don't do your max all the time. You use a percentage of your max. And you follow the program, tells you how much of a percent, how many reps. But that's why you're doing these lifts is to establish the baseline of where you stand right now. So the first one I'm going to recommend is back squat. Super basic, super simple, doing the back squat. Um, A strict shoulder press, standing, not using any legs, doing a shoulder press. And the deadlift. So the back squat, the shoulder press, and the deadlift Those are our measurements. You're going to measure that. See your five rep max, not your one rep. Just keep it safe. Let's just go for five reps. And when your form starts to break down or you feel you can't do it or you're getting shaky or you fail at a rep, that's it. So you know that number. And now you're going to take that number, calculate your max, and you're going to use it on your training program as you move forward from this. So those are, those are three lists that I recommend you test yourself at. Um, they're, they're very basic. They're very fundamental to picking up something heavy off the ground to being under a load and standing up or pressing something overhead. So other ones that were, that I recommend we measure a lot of people are familiar with bench pressing. So it's just the pressing motion, but we can establish a baseline for bench press and then front squat. So if the back squat is more basic, the front squat is holding a load in front and being able to squat. It takes more core strength. So let's test and see how good we are at doing that. And then there's one Olympic lift I do recommend testing and becoming familiar with is the clean and jerk. So it's very functional. It takes a lot of coordination, practice, flexibility from your ankles, knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, wrists, all the way up. It's a challenging and coordinated movement. So I I recommend it's something to practice. So I like to test on the clean and jerk. And again, those back squat, shoulder press, deadlift, bench press, front squat, clean and jerk. That's to establish a baseline so that we can do percentage-based lifting based on your current strength and ability. And there's just a few other tests that I recommend, um, not for percentage-based, but just to see where you're at, is strict pull-ups, strict dips, and then a one kettlebell workout, which is your one-arm kettlebell shoulder press. And uh, that's just a good one to test and see what you're able to do. And, And plus, since I... Uh, recommend utilizing a kettlebell um, body weight cycle for three months. It's important to know what we can do with a kettlebell and it takes practice as well. Some flexibility and some familiarity. So those are just some strength tests that I recommend. So now let's talk conditioning. What conditioning tests would I recommend? Well, why do we need to be conditioned? I mentioned it before. We're not just running a triathlon. We're not just running a marathon. We need to be conditioned aerobically to be able to work for a long period of time, but also have some kind of an anaerobic work capacity. So I think it's important to test, not just for long range, but just a few different varieties. And so these are some ones that I would recommend. So uh, the beep test, I mentioned that earlier. Now the beep test for certain agencies here in Southern California, the beep test is sometimes used as a standard just to find out your ability to to do the job. You know, they're going to test your VO2 max, you know, you're at which point you become anaerobic and can't work any longer, right? You know, so the beep test is a test, a conditioning test that you're going to do until failure. Okay. Another one to test at is the mile and a half run. 
you know, you can look it up, uh, some, some hotshot crews or, or smoke jumping crews, you know, they'll have standards on a mile and a half run. So you need to see where you're at with that. If that's your goal, if that's something you want to move towards, or if it's something you used to test yourself at and you want to see how you're doing, it's reassessing that mile and a half run. So the, I mentioned the beep test is till failure. A mile and a half run is another good test. That's in that 10 minute range. You know, you can see where you're at. Um, and then you can go a little bit longer conditioning test. I think it's important as well, a little bit longer, like a 5k run for time. That's a good test. And that's going to be that 20 to 25 minute range. Um, another conditioning test is a belly shuttle sprint. So a 300 meter belly shuttle sprint back and forth running 25 meters at a time, you know, burst of speed, turn around burst of speed, you know, that's going to be the one to two minute range. So we are, we already have a wide variety of conditioning. So it's not just who can run the farthest, right? So we're looking at that, that 15 minute range, that 10 minute range, 20, 25 minute, one to two minutes, you know, just seeing how you're doing on the conditioning. And then one last conditioning test that I incorporate that's kind of unique is uh, a kettlebell test. So it's the only conditioning test, uh, that we, we test and reassess, um, seasonally that uses weight, but it's a conditioning test. And it's a, it's a three minute max reps of a kettlebell snatch using a single kettlebell from the ground to overhead. So that's a three minute test under a load. So that one's, that one's more of an intensity test. So just to kind of get a, um, a baseline again on all these. So we have some strength tests, we have some conditioning tests. Those are, are some tests that I recommend. These are well-rounded to see where you're at right now and how you're doing right now. At the time of this recording, it's fall. So end of summer, how do we look? Well, we're probably not going to be as strong as we were in the winter time, but our, our endurance is probably going to be through the roof. We're probably going to be the best we're going to be all year long on the conditioning side. So, so we're going to have a look at those. So great. We tested ourselves, which I've already mentioned why it's important. So now what do we do with that data? So we have numbers, we have times, we have weights that we were able to do. Um, so what are we going to do with that data? So when we're performing the assessment, we're going to record the data. The workouts that I program use the Train Heroic app, but there's a ton of free apps out there. I think the first one I started using and recording on my phone was like, it was called like my wad and it was free and I can track and it would, it would chart it out. And I still have a ton of my hikes as a crew foreman, the hikes that we would do for time, you know, I still have a trend. I can see, you know, if I did a hike 30 times over the, the years that I worked there, you know, I can see the different times that I was able to attain on that. So it's, it's nice to be able to plot it. The phones make it easy, right? It's on a computer, but of course you can go old school and, and journalize it. Um, I certainly did some of that at, at the beginning as I started tracking these workouts, but we're recording the data and then we're going to use our current performance. So we're going to use those numbers for what? So that we can elevate our current state, our current fitness. We're going to evaluate our training progress. See if we're on a program, we just came off it. Is it working? Are we gaining in the areas that we want to be gaining in? And then we're going to determine our next priorities. So based on this data, we're going to determine, okay, where am I going to focus on next? You know what? I want to back squat more. I need to get stronger, holding a load, squatting down, standing up. That's going to be a priority for me on this next one. If, if that's your priority, right? So we're going to determine a priority. Then no matter what your priority is, if it's a lift, if it's conditioning, if it's strength, if it's an agility test you want to get better at, 
you need to come up with a plan and find a program that's going to help you execute on your goals. Okay, so that's why we have this data. We're collecting this data so that we can find where we're at, come up with a plan, and execute on those goals based on our priorities. So you need to find a program that's going to get you results in the areas that you've set a priority to improve in. And of course, I would recommend my programming because I made it and I can you know, tell you the ins and outs and why the, our incredible year-round tactical athlete training program. But I really, I just want you to find a program that suits your needs. And most people have never even done a program. So this is kind of new to them. But so you're going to see what you want to improve at. You can Google it, um, you know, with that goal and then see what comes up. But find a program that suits your needs. Stick with it. Don't quit early on it. That's called program hopping. If you're going to try something and see if it works, you got to do the whole thing. You can't just do it for a week. Yep, it didn't work, right? You're going to have to put in the work. So don't quit early. You're going to make the necessary adjustments in your life to make it happen. You know, sometimes that's not under our control with fire season or emergencies or whatever your job or your life throws at you, but you're going to do the best you can. You're going to make the necessary adjustments in your life. So no excuses that you don't have time, no excuses that you don't have the money, no excuses that you don't have the motivation or whatever. You need to make the adjustments, figure it out and get on this program and put in the work do what it takes to be as consistent as possible, but you're going to put in the work and you're going to earn your rewards. Okay. I hope that this will help you as, this, as you assess your physical readiness, um, you know, for your job or for your goals. So what's your readiness, but you're going to do it by having actual data. And then you're going to use that data, those numbers and choose the most effective path toward continually improving. So not just on certain lifts and tests, but most importantly, that you doing this makes you the most physically capable that you can be for as long as you need to be. And in this case, for your career. So it's important. So think of yourself as a professional. Okay. You're a professional athlete. So be a professional, take a professional approach. Rookies do random, pros have a plan right? So kind of have that mindset. So be a pro, take a professional approach. Uh, thank you for listening to this training talk. And if you appreciate the show, and if you appreciate this kind of information, please leave me a review wherever you're listening. Please, a five-star review. Let me know what you liked about it. And please let others know that you're listening, you know, whatever path you're on, but let other, other people you're listening, if you're enjoying it and you can do that by tagging Prep and Defend in your stories, whether it's a screenshot of this episode or another episode, or please tag Prep and Defend in your workouts or in any of your outdoor endeavors. If you shout me out, I'll shout you back. And I would appreciate that so much. So thank you once again. I enjoy you. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for all your feedback and have a great day.